me tocas y me hunden las olas y me hunde la lluvia me besas sueño y miel en mi boca sueño y miel en la ropa Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And I'm Vero Valti Flores. And we are two Latinx friends. With wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists we love. And this week we're super excited to bring you some of our fave songs from 2017. Hey, the year is almost done. I know. Can you believe it? I mean, it's been a long year though. Like, I don't, it does not Otro feel like it went, it didn't go by quickly. It didn't go by quickly. I feel like it went by so quickly really? and it went by so slowly mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, I feel like every single day was tortured. And then also it's like, how is it already December? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we set ourselves up, too, because 2016, we were like, this is the worst year ever. Little did we know. Little did we know. And then 2017 was like, fuck out of here. Bye. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't even think I'm going to say anything about what next year should be i'm just like happy i don't know i like i like these pauses and these like transitions because i feel like it gives you a chance to restart and i like to do ritual things at the end of the year to reflect so mm. i always appreciate there's usually like some sort of fire situation i like to burn things, like a controlled fire um you know like a bonfire <laughs> like there's yes real fires going on right now so i don't want to be glib about that but um but yeah so i like the end of the year for that reason Yeah, I like the end of the year music-wise because I feel like everybody's like reflecting on like their favorite songs of the year and their favorite albums and the best this and the best that. And I just like like the chance to like think about it. Right, and go back. It stresses me out. And go back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk more about it. Well, what's the the fave you're starting us off with today? I'm starting (laughs) us off with Me Voy by Ibegi. And this is off of Ash, Ibeji's Ash, which is a 2017 fave for me. I loved this album. And what's interesting to me about this song is that I really didn't like it when I first heard it. It's not like I hated it, but I just like it didn't capture me. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person that like decides like immediately whether I love something or not. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just... I just love when I'm proven wrong, right? Like when like this thing happens and then like I'll decide whether I like it or not and then something switches and then I like a song, which makes me feel like I'm missing out on other stuff that I don't give a chance to. Mm, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, but I really am glad that I got the opportunity to see Ibeji live because when I saw them perform it live, I was like, oh, I love this. Mm. I've heard really good so, things about their live show this time around. Like everybody's oh, been raving about it. It was so good. It was so good. And it was so beautiful. And like, I feel like the way they interact with each other on stage is really adorable. Like, they're like sisters. So it's very family like, but it's mm. also very sweet in a way that I feel like, I don't know. It's like, like, I might not imagine like sisters who've been like traveling on the road together necessarily right. might be towards each other right. Right. Um, for a long time. But, uh, yeah. but yeah. So, And this song features Mala Rodriguez, who Mm. is uh, an MC from Spain. And, you know, a lot of folks um, who listen to this podcast will probably be familiar with her and her work. She's really excellent. Um, 
but but yeah, so I I love this song. It's totally new direction sonically for Ibegi. I think this whole album has them exploring a bunch of new sounds, and it's exciting. It's cool. I love I love where they're going. I think this is a pretty universal fave. I think their album has just been like pretty widely acclaimed, right? This year. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that um, this album uh, saw them just like really skyrocket because it was after they got the uh, Beyonce cosign. Well, you know, they were Beyonce on effect. Lemonade and they like, she would like have their music playing like in her Instagram posts and right. stuff and some of her older music. So like, I think that by the time that this album came out, like a bunch of people we're really familiar with them, right? Um, yeah. So it's really cool to see them just thriving, just like some dope Afro-Cubanas mm-hmm. doing their thing and, and yeah, just being cool. I think the reason this kind of thing stresses me out is because I don't, I don't feel like I, I can be any sort of crit, um, any sort of judge of like what is the best of anything, you know, like that my tastes are so specific to me and all the other conditions that shape what we like. And so having to try and be like the arbiter of like, what's the best feels really stressful to me. Don't you think that's true for everybody though? I feel like it's, I feel like it's funny um, that you'd feel that way just because like music and the way that we connect to it is subjective, right? It's like, what was the best for you? Right. And like, yes, there's like all these like lists and like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, like the industry and whatever decides, but that's also like, you know, folks who work for publications or like are writing things for uh, music uh, websites or publications in general are just as prone to other, you know, to like their own, idiosyncratic tastes and, um, you know, like industry, like marketing and like, you know, just like a bunch of stuff, right? Like just like the rest of us. So I feel like, I don't know, as a person who like writes end of year music stuff, like I feel like it's just like, yeah, this is my opinion. And obviously like, I think that everybody feels differently, right? And music in the end, I feel is just like about like, what brings you joy? Like what brought you joy in 2017, Right, you know? Totally. All right. I hear that. I hear that. Color Lines, we have to do, we do like a collaborative sort of like end of year roundup about a bunch of different um, media and culture stuff. And Mm -hmm. I always find it a little stressful Mm -hmm. to like put out my preferences out into the world because some of them are like, I don't know if they're all for public consumption. Obviously, I mean, I choose what to say based (laughs) on that idea, but. (laughs) Right. It's always a different exercise. So my first song for this episode um, is not really a surprise to anybody who's been looking at kind of the Latin music charts this year. It's Despacito by Luis Fonsi Hi. y Daddy Yankee. Fonsi! Estaba llamándome Muéstrame el camino que yo voy Tú, tú eres el imán y yo soy el metal Me voy acercando y voy armando el plan Solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso 
So, despacito. I know, I know. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. It, it's funny because like, even though I'm really into pop music and I sometimes also still feel sort of like against things that are really popular or trendy just because they're trendy, you know? But mm. then I looked... Then I looked at the Spotify data from my end of year, and this was my um, number. No, this was my number two song played this year. It's number two most played song, which actually kind of surprised me. Wow. Yeah, I think you know, I yeah. think I was into it before Bieber came out with it, and then when Bieber came yeah. out with it, I was like, I don't want to like this anymore because like all the gringos like it, and like fuck Justin Bieber, you know. Um, but I actually, I mean, it's a really good song. Like I have to admit, it's a really good song. And it's like it's well written and it has a really good sound. Like it's actually legitimately a good song. Um, yeah, I have to say that you know. So it also made my Spotify, which is I was like at first I was like, oh my god, clutching my pearls that like this festival right. had made it. Right. But really, I was into like I was like hard into this song like in like February, March, right. 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 April. You know, like before when it, it was big. big in Latin America. Right. Well, it was. It's not before it got big. It was before huge, it big just big yeah. in Latin America, uh -huh. right? Yeah, like totally, totally. And so I was really into this song then, and I was like into it and like playing it everywhere, and you know, like it yeah. was huge in Latin America, and I yeah. felt like I was engaging it in that way yeah. and then the second that like it had it's like justin bieber moment i just had like a hard Ugh. pass well, where suddenly i was like was despacito is canceled despacito oh, no. is canceled it's over so i feel like it's sucks because like i was kind of in i was like pretty into it before and then like i've now i have this like reaction to it yeah just because of like some dumb white guy yep and like the Bieber version is shitty. Like he didn't, he didn't add anything except his voice. Like it's not a remix, you know. Like I feel like if you take Beyonce and Mi Gente, like I feel like she added a lot more to that track, like with her presence and her voice and whatnot. And like Bieber, it just felt like a, a nothing, you know, like just a nothing, yeah. a minus. Right. He yeah. Detracted. It, was, it was like a downside from so, the song, but it did help it come big in the U.S. So like you have to look at yeah, that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I can't. Like I can't begrudge Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee their paper. Right. I do find it really hilarious that like the Latin sound, the like Latin fresh sound that like America thinks is getting are like two like old guys, right? Like yeah. Daddy Yankee and Luis Fonsi are both in their 40s. I know. They're not I know. at the vanguard yeah, they're like at old all heads. of yeah. what's happening in yeah. Latin music. Like it's really weird to me that Daddy Yankee is like in the charts again and like a, like, After all a totally years. different decade. Right. Like it's just like wild. It's just completely but then wild. He was, like, but he was too good to go to the Grammys. Like what? You or know? something. He was no not there at all. Yeah, he was not there. I and they, know. And they won at least two things, if not more than two. And it was just Luis Fonsi, like, got to have his moment without even Daddy Yankee being there at all. <laughs> Which yeah, I kind of I appreciated. Mean, <laughs> I don't really like Daddy really, Yankee. So. It's really, I mean, Daddy Yankee kind of blows, TBH. Yeah. yeah. He has some jams. But, like, but as a he's person, definitely, he's like, not super in the problematic faves of course, yeah. arena. Mm -hmm. totally for sure um but yeah i mean it is hard to discuss the year in latino music without you know like 
bringing this elephant yeah, into the that's room. The thing. Right? That's what I felt like. I was like, come on, we have to do it. Like we have to talk about it. And, and like, we're both admitting that we like the song, not the, not, not the Bieber version. So it is a good song. It's not, you know, it's interesting because the last time that a Latin song was number one in the U S was, um, or number top 10 in the U S I think maybe, I don't know that Despacito was number one, um, was Maca- Macarena from like 94. Oh my and that God. is just a terrible song. Like there's, it's actually just terrible and the dance is terrible. And so I feel like this is a yeah. improvement over the muck. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, and I mean, it's so interesting that like, it's so funny, you know, like despite Latino music having like this huge moment, right. Cause it's not just, it's not mm. just like despacito right no, it's like gente. Too. yeah mm-hmm. it's um it's things like you know like re- on this like rihanna and dj khaled song there's this like carlos santana guitar riff right. and then like there's like you know camila cabellos havana is right. doing really well on the mm-hmm. pop charts you know like it's like having this moment and despite latino music having this like you know sort of moment in the charts that like happens i think every like decade ish or so right. Right. This is like 20, um, 20 it, years since Macarena, but hopefully it won't be 20 years. Right. But it, like, well, and then there was like, there was like the Ricky Martin Shakira moment, right? Like there's, it happens every once in a while right. where it's like, oh, <clears throat> Latino music, it's the thing. And then right. like anybody that exists outside of like a gringo notion of who Latinos are to succeed, right? Because as this episode and our show really portrays right like yeah. latino music is complex it's wildly uh varied like it's not actually a genre <laughs> is a genre is absurd right like there's my, act- yeah my yeah. top genre for spotify was latin i'm like that's not a genre it's like not actually a genre i know it's like we struggle <laughs> with that but it's like you're putting all of these things into one category it's yeah. not even language consistent it's like there's latin stuff that's not in spanish you know so it's like it's, it's hella complicated yeah yep it's it's really um it's really wild, but this is like the music moment that we're in right now, and this yeah. is what we're talking about. Yeah, twenty seventeen. So here we are. Here we are. But at least the song, like musically, is something we can actually get behind. You know, like I appreciate yeah. that. <clears throat> and Luis Fonsi's kind of a sweetheart. Yeah, he's like in his forties, but just like seeing him at the Grammys, he was just so excited. <laughs> like I felt. I don't. Yeah. You know, I think this is like way bigger than anything he's ever done before. You know, so. Yeah, he was just like your standard crooner before. Yeah, so I, you know, I appreciate that. And like also for Puerto Rico, you know, the fact that these are both Puerto Rican artists, I feel like it's been such a horrible year because of all the hurricanes and stuff. So, you know, it's like. Yeah, shut up, Puerto Rico, man. Seriously. And they're still going through it. Mad love to Puerto Rico. Seriously. Yeah. And that's why I feel like almost what's so frustrating about people loving this song so much and like this is how they do it down in Puerto Rico but like the moment that there's something that happens in Puerto Rico where it's like completely tragic and they need help like the colonial arrangement of uh the colonial nature of the arrangement that we have with Puerto Rico really comes on display and like you see so much suffering because of that and nobody actually gives a shit about how they do it down in Puerto Rico they're just here to consume the song and move on it's horrible and it's, I mean, it's so exacerbated by our horrible president too. You know, it's like, I think it would be bad in any circumstance, but this is just like a level of <clears throat> incompetence and neglect that you just can't even understand. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
2017 contains multitudes oh, of horribleness. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, you know, the other thing about looking at my Spotify numbers, I didn't listen to enough music, y'all. Like, I really needed to listen to more music this year. And I think that's like, oh man, like it was like 19,000 minutes or something, but I was like, that is low. Like, I should be listening to a lot more music. And I think it's, um, just like that struggle that I have when like I'm not feeling great or like I'm really upset or stressed out. Like it's music helps me, but it's hard to go there. Like I tend to go toward mm. like podcasts and stuff instead because it feels like maybe more easy to like escape into the words of it. But yeah, 2018, I need to listen to more fucking music because I know yes, it has like intentions. a huge intentions right there. I'm putting it out into the world. More music, more music. All um, right. All right. What's your next one, Beto? So my next one is by Mula, and the song is called Diamantes. this album by Mula I felt like I spent all of 2016 waiting for it mm. because they kept releasing little singles yeah. off of it and I loved them all like they released like Ratumba and they released mm -hmm. like Nunca Parang and they released mm -hmm. like all of these amazing singles and I was like oh my god when's the album coming is it gonna be amazing and it did come in 2017 and it was amazing and I just, you know, I've said this before on this podcast. I feel like that Mula consistently makes music that I feel is just specifically tailored to my aesthetic. Mm. So I really appreciate them so much for uh, for their artistry and for like just like the really um, just tight vision that they have for how they blend Caribbean rhythms with electronic production. Mm. It's so wonderful. And you brought a couple of those singles to the podcast. I know you brought Ritumba at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've brought Mula so many times <laughs> yeah. to this podcast because honestly, I just like, there's a point where I just like, it's making it my personal mission to make them huge mm. because I feel like I don't understand why they're not hugely famous. Like, I feel like they could be as big as like Bomba Stereo mm. and I don't understand why they're not huge and why everybody isn't listening to them all the time. So I'm sort of making it my personal mission. And also it's just like consistently, I love everything yeah. uh, that they do. And this song in particular, the Amantes is the first song off um, their new record. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's so strong and I'm just such a sucker for that. Right. I'm, I'm a sucker for like a good opening strong start song yeah. on a record. 
I think I don't yeah. even know anymore what the first songs are because of the way I listen. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it, not everybody is listening to like full albums, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that much anymore, no. right? Um, but uh, it's still, you know, maybe it's just like because how I came into, you know, like really like digging into and nerding out and loving music was like the format was the album. Yeah, yeah totally. Right? The so, CD. Um, <laughs> The CD. Yeah, yeah. So I still like totally like I don't know came into it and still sort of do yeah. some of that. Yeah. And are the mulas? They're Dominican. Yes, they're Dominican, and um, they're so great. They have this other song that I kind of just was trying to think about whether to bring this song or the song of theirs called Espejos en las Azoteas, mm. which is a song that they wrote about La Cuadrilla Chancleta, which was a um, a guerrilla group that mm. fought in the Dominican Civil War of 1965, which mm. was made up of trans and queer and sex workers. Wow. And like, and I, and I feel like, and, you know, the way that they talked about it, they're like, you know, nobody taught us about this stuff at school. And they don't tell us that part of, like, our national heroes who, like, fought for our freedom in the DR were these folks, right? These folks that are, like, trans folks and queers and sex workers and folks that, like, people really, like, try to, like, not talk about in history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love them for that. And also, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know about Acuadera Chacreta. So they straight no. up taught me a historical fact also. Awesome. Yeah, but I decided in the end, you know, Isabelia had brought that to our episode right. on the DR. Right, right, So right, right. I decided to bring uh, this song because I also, I just really love this song and the sound and, you know, but it's really hard to pick just one off their album because it's also great. It's called Aguas. Maybe for our two-year Radio Mene anniversary, which I think is in February, which is wild, we should do oh like, my God. and look back and see like some of our top played artists and like, t- I don't know, it'd be hard to do mechanically uh, that but would be interesting uh, but of like the hundreds of songs we've brought right like who are the artists that yes. show up multiple times and i don't know i think that would be intriguing i would just need totally we need some sort of data person to do it for us but um but yeah i know mula is definitely one of your top offerings for this podcast oh, love them love them what do you have for us next all right so this song is called el amante and it's by Que no aguanto más Ya no aguanto ver el otro como dice que es el dueño tuyo Me mata el orgullo Él ni te sabe hablar Esta la hice pa' él Cuando la escuche quiero estar ahí para ver Cuando se entere y sepa que soy dueño de usted Tal vez suene un poco mal, lo sé y no me luce Todo es por usted Mami, yo me siento tuyo Yo sé que no te sientes mía Y la novia siento tuyo Que con él te sientes fría Mami, yo me siento tuyo Yo sé que no te sientes mía Y la novia siento tuyo Que eres una porquería Ten caliente Como yo, si te viste bonita, no te dice nada. Y 
a mí tú me gustas de así maquillar Tú siempre a mí me dices que él te trata mal Y eso lo tienes que acabar Dime qué tú vas a hacer A mí tengo la inquietud Si quieres sufrir con él Eso lo decides tú Que seas feliz con él Yo no te contestaré Sé que me vas a llamar Cuando me extrañe tu piel, tu piel. Mami yo me siento tuyo Yo sé que tú te sientes mía Y la novia siento tuyo So this is a repeater I brought this song for the engaño episode in June because it's just kind of a great mm -hmm. it's one of those great songs about like romantic great one. trickery and like how he should leave him for me and blah 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 um, but this was my number one played song in 2017 oh wow and it's so interesting because in 2016 my number one most played was also a Nicky Jam song called Hasta la Mana Said so clearly Nicky Jam and Damn. I like have a thing yeah we clearly like got something going i mean i i'm a huge fan i think these both of these songs just like hit at a particular moment and it really resonated and like got associated with a particular yeah. moment so i just listened a lot um but i mean he's he's also like totally fire and doing doing a lot of great music and his whole album um phoenix that came out this year was really really good and has a lot of jams the thing on it. that i really love about nikki jam is that i feel like he's just out here completely um just he's just as shocked as anybody that he's huge again mm. right that he's having this like resurgence yeah, right because he was like big in like the early right. reggaeton days and then right? ended up in prison and then he sort of was like down and under yeah, for a while he was in prison. and now is like really back on top and I just know. seems like wildly grateful right like it's not taking yeah. any of it for granted yeah, that's sweet. and he seems just like such a sweet yeah <laughs> he does seem sweet i agree i agree from like following him on social and stuff and he got married this year to this like very gorgeous Colombian model. And yeah, I feel like he had a whole, he sort of restarted his life in Medellin. And now he has this whole other arena and like, you know, all these guys, all these like Reagan Thoreau's about his wedding, like Jay Balvin was there, you know, it's like they're all friends. And so, yeah, yeah. He's totally having like a, a resurgence. Um, and he did a bunch of stuff for Puerto Rico post hurricane. Like a lot of these folks did, but I remember he was doing things in particular since that's like his, you know, his patria is like where he's from. So I'm a fan. I mean, totally. his, you know, his lyrics are definitely like, there's some problematic stuff in them, but I think musically he's really kind of on fire and doing amazing things. So we'll see if he continues to be my fave in 20, 2018. I don't know if he'll come up with something yes. new. I mean, that album just dropped like a few months ago. So, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely a fave. Absolutely. What's up for you next? All right. So the next uh, song is an artist that really just, whose album made my entire year. I love him so much. He's the queer Venezuelan weirdo of my dreams. This is Arca.
no surprise that you brought Arca. <laughs> yes, so this song is called Reverie, mm. and um, I really, really love it. It's a, kind of a weird song, but I it starts out with um, the lyrics to Caballo Viejo, which right. is just like a very traditional Venezuelan folk song. Which we brought. Originally by Simon Diaz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To our Venezuela episode, yeah, originally right? by Simon Diaz, and um, it's it was just like, in a way, like so shocking to see like the Venezuelan folk tradition engaged with in such a like a creative and like um, interesting and fresh way, right? Because I feel like the ways that often people engage with Latin American folk genres are by like, oh, like I'm gonna put a house beat over this right. like cumbia. Or I'm going to, like, you know, like, just, like, do, like, some sort of, like, facile addition of, like, a Western beat onto, like, a, you know, indigenous soundscape or something, right? right? And that's just, like, just not what's happening here. And um, he's just, like, engaging in it from, like, just, like, this, like, just an obvious, like, quotidian immersion in, like, an every, it's, like, a genre of, like, his youth, right? Like, Mm. something that he's deeply familiar with. So... Mm. It was, I felt really, like, refreshing and amazing and, like, previously impossible, you know? Like, I just, like, didn't know that, like, that could happen. And just, like, I feel like that's part of what the genius of Arca is, is, like, his ability to engage um, with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think also the way that he uh, uses his voice is really, really influenced by tonadas, which is a Venezuelan genre uh, that is uh, was like an agricultural genre, right? Like there's mm-hmm. music from like the Llano in mm-hmm. Venezuela, which is where a lot of like this Venezuela's like own sort of cowboy tradition comes from. Um, and if you like listen to Tonadas, like there's like the song called Tonada de Luna Llena by Simon Diaz, you can totally see that the way that like Simon Diaz uses his voice in that is really very similar to the way that Arca uses his voice throughout this whole album and. Um, it was funny because I was reading so many articles about this album when it came out and people are like, oh, he sounds so operatic and genteel. And it's like, Mm. no, (laughs) he doesn't sound operatic or genteel. He sounds like a Venezuelan folk singer. People just don't even know what they're, what he's referencing. No, but, and the thing that's wild to me is that like he told them like in his press releases and everything, he's like, this is what I'm referencing. Did they even read his press releases? (laughs) Yeah, or just like choose to ignore it and engage with it as like a in a Western tradition. Mm. I don't know what people are doing. Have you? I don't know. Have you met him or interviewed him? I have never met him. I think that I would I think pee you my need pants. To. I saw him. I feel like you're obsessed. Live. You're obsessed. You like the level of like, I, like analysis and like rev- kind of reverie that you have for him is amazing. Well, it's just like it's so weird to be so seen by an mm. artist. You know, I think that that's the thing about like being like both an immigrant and queer and Latina like and like you know like in this like diaspora thing and like you know my cultural experience is one of not being fully seen ever right like that's my normal so like when something is like oh like very like very tailored and like around an experience that I also have like that's completely shocking in a way that like it's just not not how I'm used to engaging with the world. So I'm just like, oh my God, this is incredible. And like, I'm able to see all these things that I'm sure like, I don't know, people who have like a more, 
I don't like a different experience of the world where like the world reflects who they are more on a more consistent basis. Maybe that's how they engage with the work all the time. I'm just right. like, is that how you feel all the time? Is this how every, is this how white people feel always? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, but so it's very, it's a very like right. strange and yeah. shocking feelings. So I feel like that's, I have like so many feelings yeah. about it. I know. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And it's interesting. Like I don't have any, artist that I feel that way about where I feel like so reflective yeah. but I feel like I find my experiences in lots of the artists that I totally. my feelings like I find my feelings reflected right like oh I that feeling that you're expressing I know that feeling I've had that feeling even though I know that they're I like I have to apply it to like my context and that's not what they intended it for because mostly yeah, it's straight yeah but but I think it's totally. Beautiful. And that's great. Yeah. That's great. And that's like what I'm used to doing a lot of times right. too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's like, I feel like I found so much beauty in that experience as well. Yeah. But this feels just like a totally different thing. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like maybe that's like what you're hearing. It's just like a whole different thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I saw him in concert. Um, he, I haven't met him, but when I wrote, I did write a review for this album. Mm -hmm. And um, after it was published, my editor uh, sent me an email. Isabelia sent me an email and was like, hey, I got word from Arcus People. And he said that it was his favorite review. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. um, You know, that's that's the closest that I've gotten to an interaction with Arca. Yeah. Well, and how awesome that I don't. I just think it's fascinating. Isabelia has all these hookups, you know, like because she's. If you meet her in person, like she's kind of chill and like a little quiet. She's totally chill. Yeah, but like she's like, oh, these people. You know, I mean, it's her job, right? But I'm still kind of like, whoa, like you know, like (laughs) you have connects with Arca's people. I mean, it's just his publicist, probably, right? But still, like that's kind of amazing. (laughs) Well, I hope I hope someday you get to meet him. I feel like that would be an amazing. I do too. Conversation. I do too. Maybe you need to put. I think it would be great. Put that in the world. Yeah. Oh. All right, you have a really great one. Oh, good. I'm glad Up you next. like it. Yes, awesome. So this song is called Tu Foto, and it's by Osuna. Ni una llamada, como si nada de nada, y no quieres saber de mí, que me perdonara. Yo pensaba que tú solamente eras para mí. Tengo tu foto, pa' volverme loco, pensando en ti solamente. So yeah, this one was not on my most played list, but it was one of those where I was looking through other people's lists of like best of 2017, like the Remescla one, and was like, oh, this song, like I really love this song and haven't had a chance to bring it or really highlight it. Mm -hmm. So that was why. And it's that same thing you said. It's like, I'm literally playing through these YouTube videos and like within the first like 45 seconds, I'm like, yes, this one, you know, like it just, the beat just grabs me like immediately and then I'm hooked. Which I think you make a good point that like sometimes I probably overlook stuff that 
I would get into if I gave it a chance, you know, because not everything mm-hmm. starts with their beat or like it might have a transition that I would really be into and I don't necessarily give it the chance, which is kind of sad. But um, but yeah, this song just like hooked me and we haven't brought Osuna, surprisingly, because he's a pretty big Puerto Rican reggaeton at all. Oh my God. I just feel like I'm really glad you brought Osuna yeah. because I feel like he really killed 2017. Mm. Uh, I feel like Osuna's doing some really cool and interesting things in like the pop version, you know, like the pop realm of reggaeton. Mm. I really love his stuff. I yeah. really love his stuff, and he's like doing cool things, and he's like, I don't know, just being like being really interesting. And I, I really, I just love Osuna. Yeah. I think he's like my favorite, like you know, newish reggaetonero out there. And did he have a? Did he drop a new album this year? I don't actually know. He does. He okay. has a new. He dropped a new, part album of a new album in 2017. Got it. Which is part, of, yeah. And um, and I'm really excited actually because he has a collaboration coming up any day now. Um, it's gonna come out and it is uh, with Cardi B. Oh. And whoa. it's we didn't bring. I didn't bring Cardi B. To I know that was this a, would have been roundup. another one. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I mean, it just feels really hard to bring, uh, to you know, to like bring three songs and be like, these are my favorites right. because there's like so many. So and, many. Um, but but Cardi B is definitely like we're gonna shout her out on on this episode because like that was definitely one of my songs oh, yeah. of this year, I mean, and I wanted so to stick many to people. like the so smaller people. artists, yeah. right? Yeah. But but uh, but yeah, fucking Cardi B was yeah. really one of my faves I mean, I and I'm really excited for this collab with Osuna that's that she's so got cool. going. Yeah, I'm intrigued because she hasn't done a collaboration with a reggaetonero, has she? She's really kind of starting out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she did the Latin trap version of right. of uh, Bodak, Bodak Yellow. Yellow. Yeah, yeah. Which is no, not reggaeton, right. obviously. No, but, but she I don't like think, raps I don't in think she's dropped. That's amazing. Right, she does. She does. And, he, and she's like very... Uh, She's very um, upfront about her Latinidad. I think in an on motorsport, she talks about being the trap Selena, which oh. is so amazing. Well, and trap is she's a big... like I'm um, the trap Selena, dame my gasolina. Like That's yes, amazing. excellent rhyme. Um, so and good. Osuna is definitely a trap musician too, right? So maybe that's going to be part of it. I think he dabbles in trap. Yeah. I would put him more in the category of reggaeton. You know, like more like yeah, like. Bad Bunny is like you know the one who's like also another 2017 favorite of mine. There's a lot of good music this year. Had like this like meteoric rise Mm -hmm. in uh, in fame in 2017, Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like you know sort of in more like the trap genre. I feel like I feel like Bad Bunny and uh, and Cardi B could also do some good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it was a pretty incredible year in music. I have to say, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of good, and it feels like every week. Like somebody, some great collaboration of artists, and especially in reggaeton or in like kind of the pop reggaeton arena, are like dropping a new track. I'm like, how are you like producing this much music? But it just, and there's just a ton, a ton of people collaborating. And um, yeah, I'm always just like pleasantly surprised that every week there seems like there's a new song that's really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's been, I mean, so much good music in 2017. There's also, you know, like, I feel like so much good music always, you know, like yeah, there's, even though stop. the world is like a nasty ass trash fire, there's like so much beauty in it. Right. And so much resistance. And I feel like the music is part of that. I'm so yeah. excited 
that there's so much. And, you know, obviously, like, there's so much we couldn't bring. Like, also, the other songs that I'm thinking of that, like, were really big for me this year, like, Felices Los Cuatro by Maluma. I thought about that was one. I thought my, about that one. like, <clears throat> consensual non-monogamy jam of the I year. I know. I still of my life. want to understand <laughs> what he thinks he's singing about. Because I'm just like, is this really about polyamory? But, yeah, I, I almost brought that as my third. And then I decided on Osuna because we haven't featured him before. But, yeah. Have you watched the salsa version video of this? No. So a listener actually hit to me. The Felices Los Cuatro has a salsa version as well, which is fire. Amazing. Yeah. Mark Anthony's on it. So good. And there's a video. Okay. There's a video for it. Okay. And it's like the video is a continuation of what's happening in the reggaeton Maluma Whoa. video. Okay. So it's like just like a continuation of that story. And it's like, it's just like truly amazing. You got to watch it. Okay. So does it? It's just like chef kissing hands. All right. You know? Okay. <laughs> like... Okay. All right. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. But yeah, there's there's so much good music this year. It's like almost impossible to pick just yeah, six songs. Yeah, totally. I mean, thinking like like Hooray for the Riff Raff, like Combo Chimbita, like La Fabi I wrote about on Remezcla's mm-hmm. list of best uh, songs of 2017. You should go check that out. Um, Gabriel Garzón Montano, like just like so many go to hell by empress of was another favorite of mine it's just there's no way to like no include them all but you know just a little sampling all right well that's our last full episode of 2017 we do have gracias for listening for another year amores i know we're so close to two years and it's been amazing and we've got some really fun things planned for 2018 so stay tuned for that um and we have one more episode Absolutely. one more new episode dropping in next week we're gonna have an amenito for you all about christmas music what that's right y'all. i won i won better let me do it <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that next week um and i hope that you all get some rest and some joy at the end of this year because it's been a rough one and we're in it for the long haul so we got to take care of ourselves you yeah i hope you'll get un descansito Mm -hmm. have some time to restore have some time to reflect and um set some intentions for the following year and yeah it's been a really uh hard year in a lot of ways but I've been really excited to have all of you in my life in various ways, like Mm. catching me at various uh, work Mm -hmm. conferences or, or, you know, like in the wild. It's been really fun. I've been connecting with a lot of Rally Mene listeners on Tinder, which is interesting place to find people. (laughs) (laughs) But hey. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Conversation for another episode, but yeah. Um, but no, y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for also just like giving us a reason to hang out and talk to each other and really geek out about music. Like that at the end of the day is my favorite part of doing this. So much love to for you, Beto. Igual love. Mm. Thank you to all of our listeners. We really love you. We hope you have a lovely end of your year. So as always, you can find information about this episode and all the songs you brought on rallymania.com the link to the show notes is in the description on whatever podcast player you're listening on 
And if you can leave us a review, it super helps us out. We read all of them. We really, really appreciate it. And you can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's right. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And tell a friend about us. And thank you so, so, so much. Until next next week. (laughs) Hasta la próxima. Adios, amores.